0: On today's Garnet Community podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Andre Kuhn from the uh, John Innes Centre, where he works with Lars Ostergaard. And we're talking about a paper just published in eLife, the title of which is Direct Etin auxin Interaction Controls Chromatin States in gynesium Development. So this is a really interesting paper in a number of ways. Not only does it show a, a new mode of auxin perception, but also maybe a new paradigm for the way hormones interact with DNA in, in plant systems. So so thanks very much, André, for, for joining us today. And it'd be great if you can give us an overview of the paper, please. Thank you for, for having me. To introduce the paper,
1: I would like to start um, generally on, on auxin signaling, also then later explain how what we found is different from the established auxin uh, pathway. Mm-hmm. So auxin, as uh, most plant biologists know, know uh, is important for almost any aspect in uh, plant development. And auxin perception has been studied for a long time. And I think almost since 20 years, we know that um, there is a pathway which consists of three main components, which is a transcription factor called auxin response factor, a transcriptional repressor called the aux IAA, and the um, tier one AFB auxin um, receptors, which are F-box protein. So uh, in this established auxin uh, signaling pathways, um, under low auxin conditions, half spine to um, aux IAs through a domain called the PB1 domain, and then when auxin comes in, this interaction is broken because the affinity between Aux IA proteins to the receptors is enhanced, and that leads them to to ubiquitination of Aux IAs and degradation through the 26S proteasome, and that relieves then the OX and uh, downstream target genes can be upregulated. So a couple of years ago in NASA's lab, we found that um, etin, which is also an auxin response factor, namely auxin response factor three, uh, can interact with a whole range of uh, different proteins in an auxin sensitive manner. Um, And um, the way we studied this was through its green in in yeast to hybrid, and we just grew them with or without auxin supplemented to the medium, Mm. we found that some um, proteins can still interact uh, with, uh, can interact with etin under no, low oxygen conditions, but not under high oxygen conditions. However, we never really figure out what the mechanism behind that is, and that's more as where well my work um, uh, comes in.
0: Okay. Etin is an auxin response factor, which is kind of odd because etin does not have uh, the pb1 domain;
1: it's completely lacking in the protein but it has a domain which we call the etin-specific domain. It turns out that this etin-specific domain is important for interaction between uh, etin, the auxin sensitivity of interactions between etin and other uh, protein that interact. Since we could see this this auxin sensitivity in yeast-to-hybrid, we were wondering whether this mechanism is depending on the T1 AFB pathway or not. In our recent paper, in the, in the Elaf paper, we show that uh, this is uh, not the case. So the, we looked at the expression of EPS and downstream target genes uh, and their auxin respo- uh, responsiveness uh, in T1 AFB in auxin
0: uh, receptor mutant backgrounds, and we found that they can still be upregulated. So the question is then... What's happening in this system if, it, if it's not relying on Tier 1 AFB?
1: Exactly. Since we saw this, this auxin sensitivity in, in um, yeast or hybrid, uh, we we thought, well, maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's something where uh, we find uh, etin, the transcription factor, interacting with auxin, the auxin has an impact on, on etin straight away so that these sensitivities are... Uh, intrinsic po- property of the atom protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took quite a long time to to be able to produce atom uh, recombinantly to really study the protein. Okay, And then we teamed up with uh, the group of Stefan Kipinski at University of Leeds, because they have a really nice facility for NMR study protein structure in, in leads, And um, what we found there was uh, really puzzling. Uh, we found that uh, some amino acids in the atom protein shift when we did uh, NMR in presence of oxygen compared to uh, when we did NMR in absence of oxygen. And what this means, these shifts are, are due to changes in uh, the chemical environment. And that means that it actually binds also and then um, we, we went on to find to to check using different methods whether we can confirm that it's binding and we've done that with an essay called darts collaboration with um, the group of ig prima in vienna mm-hmm. and we've done that uh, using itc uh, in-house at, at john in center okay. um, and all three essays show that uh, ethan can bind um, auxin, can bind IAA directly. So the, um, we are convinced that that this is really a thing that ethan binds auxin. However, unfortunately we are not quite there uh, in terms of uh, kinetics. So we don't really know what's the on and what's the off-rate association constants and and things like that that's something that we're working on in the future
0: i mean that's a key part of this paper so this is a new paradigm and you do show these three different um, strands of evidence to, to demonstrate that there's this direct interaction between etin and, and auxin. That's really important and nice, nicely done. So then later on in the paper, you look at interactions of etin with other proteins for, for which the auxin interaction with etin is responsible for basically for breaking that in a kind of similar way as we see with the in the Tier 1 system. So can you talk about you know the proteins that uh, it interacts with and what the consequences of that are? The two
1: etin target genes that we focus on in the paper, which is uh, HECAID1 and (laughs) Penoid, they are um, upregulated in wild type, in the gynesium. In wild type, they are upregulated upon auxin treatment. But interestingly, they're constitutively upregulated in uh, the etin mutant background. And we cannot upregulate them any further if we treat the etin mutant gynesia with auxin. So, this suggests that under uh, low auxin conditions, etin represses those genes, mm-hmm. but under high auxin conditions, this uh, repression doesn't play a role anymore. They are de-repressed de- while in the, the mutant, they are constitutively derepressed. So, what I then did, I uh, compared uh, etin sequences of many different species, assuming that um, this is uh, an important phenomenon. I found that there is a ear-like repressor domain motif in the uh, ATTEN sequence. Okay. And in the Easter hybrid library screen that I've done before, already found that topless, which is a core repressor can interact with ATTEN. So what I then did, I checked whether this interaction with topless and other family member of the topless family um, is uh, auxin sensitive or not. And I found that it indeed is oxygen sensitive, and that this uh, repressor motive is uh, important for the interaction of uh, topless with the etin. Okay. Then from the NMR, we found that there's a specific amino acid which shifts quite dramatically. And that's one of the few amino acids that we could assign from the NMR spectrum, spectrum that we uh, obtained and that was a tryptophan. Um, and this tryptophan when we mutated it, um, which is just upstream of the, the uh, repressor motive in that. And when you take this uh, tryptophan, we lose the oxygen sensitivity. So it seems that this tryptophan is important for uh, auxin, auxin binding in the in specific
0: part of the etin protein. One thing that comes out of this is that it seems to be kind of a more reversible system than than the um, canonical um, tier 1 base system, whereas when the etin-aux-IA interaction is broken up, you need new transcription to, to come back. But with this, you can kind of flip back and forth in theory. So can you say something about what this might mean for the function of this system or for auxin signaling in general? So the T1 system is based on protein synthesis. So if you, de- you, you first degrade, under
1: under oxygen condition, you degrade the um, ox IAA. Mm-hmm. And that means to restore repression, you have to synthesize the protein. And that kind of seems like a slow, long process. Yeah. While in the, the ethan system, you don't degrade any proteins mm. as far as we, we are concerned but you lose the interaction between atom topless for example but under high oxygen conditions because atom is binding oxen aux, and sometimes it somehow dissociates the interaction however then when oxen concentrations would drop again under a certain threshold uh, topless could 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 bind
0: atom um, uh, again that's how we think about at that and leads to the repression of the downstream genes. Yeah, I see. So it's 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 more like a switch than requiring exactly. Like yeah. Exactly. And that's something in- interesting because this is uh,
1: something that, which is in plant. I think has has not been described before. Oh. However, in the animal system, in animal hormone uh, pathways, that's a very common thing. That the transcription factor also access the receptor
0: and can recruit. Uh, repressor proteins, activator proteins, depending whether the hormone is bound or not. Okay, so that, so this really could be a really useful tool for for f- for future work. So just as a as a final um, quick question, so this paper really focuses on the Gynesium development. So have you got any future plans to look elsewhere in the plant? Whether this uh, interaction plays a role uh, in development elsewhere?
1: Yes. Um, so. We uh, are planning to look uh, whether this system plays a role in uh, leaf development. Okay. Because ATEL has a role in leaf development. However, it would also be interesting to to broaden up because we look at uh, ATEM, which is is one uh, R, which is also a bit of an odd R because it's lacking the PB1 domain. Generally, uh, it's assumed that um, class B Rs, which are repressing Rs, don't play well, that they, they are auxin insensitive, that they don't, that the au, high auxin conditions don't uh, lead to upregulation of target genes by those Rs. Okay.
0: However, um, no one really tested whether um,
1: auxin can bind, affect interactions of these class BRs directly. So it would be interesting to, to look into that as well, because this uh, repressor motive that I that I described in the paper mm-hmm. uh, is conserved among all Class class B R's. Okay. Okay. Maybe Class A ARS, which are the activators, um, work through the Ox IAA uh, pathway, and other R's might Work through through the other
0: pathway. We don't know. It would be an interesting thing to look into as well. Absolutely, that's a that's an exciting hypothesis for sure. Okay, so thanks very much, Andre, for joining us today. It's been really interesting to talk about this this paper. I think it's going to get a lot of interest within the community. Thanks very much.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs>